the difference uh, if one team uh, the top and the mid midfield yeah. is different um, mentality. Also, very difficult times for the team. Everyone was very stressed. Everyone was uh, extremely. It's the opposite of now. How now they have dominant car at the time. It was one of their worst car. Uh, Christian wasn't happy. Mm -hmm. Helmut weren't wasn't happy. So there was big uh, diff difficult times at Red Bull at the time. So. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Track Limits podcast presented by Formula Addict. We are here in Miami, Florida, the beautiful oh, Miami, Florida. Love it. Big change from Toronto, Canada. Nice and sunny. <laughs> and it's wonderful to be here with probably one of the most recognizable faces in the racing community, a person who's done all types of racing from NASCAR, Formula One, endurance racing most recently. Welcome, Daniil Kvyat. Woo! Hi welcome. guys, uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm nice so to, uh, excited to have you. Yeah, nice to nice to see you all, and uh, we are here in Sa sunny Miami. Sunny yes. Miami, we love it. How are you doing though? How you know? Good start to the season so far. Congrats in in Sebring, an incredible performance for you and your team. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, it was very good, uh, very good start to the year. Um, yeah, I didn't know what to expect. Really, it was my first uh, proper endurance race, and uh, the team's done a great job. Uh, I felt quite comfortable. And it was important, I think, to finish on the podium. Good confidence boost yep. to start to start with. And then, uh, so it uh, gives us a good perspective for the year ahead. And uh, yeah, a lot of uh, hopefully good things coming on. Amazing. Love it. So basically over the next 40, 50 minutes, Daniel, we're going to go through three sections. Q1, we're going to talk about racing-related questions. Q2, we're going to go a little bit more personal, try to understand you as a professional, kind of what makes you tick, how you've become who you are today. And finally, the rapid-fire round, uh -huh. our favorite round, where we're going to just pepper you with a bunch of questions and see how you answer them. Okay, I'm getting my qualifying tires ready. <laughs> yeah, you better. <laughs> Super soft on. Henny, by the way, going to judge it I'm along with one. Seven, but Henny's really tough. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. So you're going to be the guy with the tough questions. Oh, yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> we'll talk outside. Right? Okay, okay, right after this. Don't worry, don't worry. Incredible. Let's get into Q1. First question, just tell us a bit about your career, Daniil. Like, what are some of the core accomplishments you are really proud about in about 30 seconds? Um... In about 30 seconds, uh, it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, now, as you know, I'm racing an endurance, uh, World Endurance Championship. Uh, started in uh, karting, like many other racing drivers, uh, but not here in USA, because mm. uh, they start a different way. But anyway, karting career went well. Uh, then uh, Red Bull uh, contract, Red Bull Junior contract, uh, that went well too. Mm. Uh, victory in uh, GP3, current Formula 3. Mm. Uh, then straight into F1. Uh, F1, uh, some ups and downs, uh, quite quite a lot of them, uh, a few podiums, uh, mm -hmm. a lot of points. Uh, yeah, of course, F1 is always what I aimed for. And uh, and now I tried, uh, also one of my dreams was to try NASCAR, uh, which I managed. Uh, it was cool. Uh, maybe I will we'll meet again. Yep. And uh, now it's time for some endurance racing uh, with Prema and uh, enjoying that one. So it's an interesting path and it was more than 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trust me, one, you know, you've done so much. I totally understand. Yeah, it wasn't totally easy. Yeah, come yeah. On. <laughs> it was not easy. You don't have to stick to 30 yeah. seconds. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> what did, what is the day-to-day -day life though for Daniel look like right now? I mean, as part of Prima, like what are some of the core responsibilities you have? Well, I mean, as an athlete, you try to stay, you know, as fit as you can, uh, look after yourself, after your well-being, your physical well-being, your mental well-being, try to try to be balanced in life. Everyone is very personal with that. I personally enjoy sports a lot, uh, fitness, uh, boxing, these mm -hmm. kind of things. I try to maintain them when I, when I have free time. But now with racing again, uh, being a big part of my life, it's uh, busier and busier. So I, I, again, travel a lot. So when I have time, like, okay, I have a few days, I'll stay in Miami, mm. uh, enjoy a bit of a little holiday, little give myself a little break yep. after the race and so on. And um, my day-to-day -day life, uh, it depends. It's never the same. And I think that's uh, interesting. But uh, yeah, for mm -hmm. sure, that's, uh, I think, how how I try to balance my life. Incredible. And yeah. what was that transition like between, you know, getting from F1 in your know, karting to now endurance racing? Like, has that transition been quite dramatic for you in terms of like how you approach a race weekend or how you approach preparation? Um, yeah, of course, when things change, you know, but after NASCAR, I'm not really afraid of anything. Like huh. I've been just thrown there. Uh, 
honestly with 10 laps of practice uh, oh. and wow. they just sent me out there racing against like the best stock car drivers in the world mm-hmm. and uh, it was very cool and uh, yeah I was also just had one friend helping me a little bit there and we just everything was new and uh, it was cool getting out of my comfort zone because in F1 you're so used that you just go there that you have five helmets five racing suits yeah. everything's ready for you <laughs> tickets uh, car rental it's all yeah. ready yeah. and I had to do like everything a bit by myself there mm. and uh, yeah it was, a, it was a big challenge so now I think it actually helped me a lot as a driver mm. uh, a bit of a reality check and now yeah endurance racing was very different again uh, a lot of new details in terms of driving organization uh, people I deal with and so on and it's uh, but it came quite easy and once the, r- the first race is done I think now I'm into re- back into rhythm to be honest I felt a bit dusty because in the last two and a half years or so I didn't race a lot yeah yeah and uh, and I was a bit nervous but once uh, I, I started the race to be honest uh, everything went smooth and I felt good no oh, and that's amazing and for newer fans into motorsport what is the difference between those cars whether it's endurance you said NASCAR and F1 mm. so I would say, well, F1 is um, the fastest of them all, of course, because it has a lot of uh, horsepower. Um, Maybe not even, yeah, horsepower for sure, but the amount of downforce, the amount Mm. of um, like braking capacity it has, it's uh, it's impressive. Mm. Uh, NASCAR is a bit the opposite. Mm. It's uh, very heavy, no downforce, uh, still a lot of horsepower, Mm. but the car is moving around a lot. But I Personally, I really enjoyed driving. It was wow. one of the coolest like experience I had in a racing car. Mm. It's and the sound, uh, V8, oh, yeah. uh, the American <laughs> American muscle car. muscles. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, it was cool. Uh, it was exactly how I expected it to be. Yeah. And um, and uh, then uh, endurance racing. Now it's LMP2, and uh, well, let's say let's say hypercar. Mm. Now uh, they they are. A bit closer to F1, I would say there is some downforce. There is a lot of horsepower as well. Mm-hmm. They're heavier, so the lap time difference is still obvious. I would say lap time is similar to Formula Two. Mm-hmm. It's still very physically demanding because the races are so long, mm-hmm. and um, and yeah, you need to stay focused all the time. A lot of traffic, right. slower cars. You need to stay focused. It's gonna be frustrating. You need to keep your rhythm up, and you can't let these things frustrate you. Mm. And um, you need to like you know keep doing your job clean and uh, and well and uh, that's uh, i would say how how it works yeah for those that don't know maybe uh, within the endurance uh, championship you race as a team of thir- three and as a team so how do you keep the team motivated how do you guys work together well you know it's also the same question i've been asking myself but i was like <laughs> <laughs> i was like we just do the race and yeah. we see how what we have to say there was a lot of points I said what to improve after the race to the team because uh, I, th- I feel like I have a responsibility also to, uh, with my experience to yeah. that I bring. Mm-hmm. There is Mirko Bortolotti, very experienced endurance racing guy. He's a teammate of mine. Uh, he helped me a lot. He was very good. Um, very, and also then there is a there is a girl, yeah. uh, Dorian mm-hmm. Pin. Yeah. She's very good as well. Yeah. So I also wouldn't know how she would perform during the race under pressure, but she did great. So we have a I think a very strong lineup. Yeah. We all kind of trust each other. And uh, same with the engineers. They, we are just getting better and better. So I think uh, I think it's uh, it's uh, exciting. And everyone, um, like I said, everyone needs to focus on their job, do their yeah. clean laps, drive fast, don't think a bit too, mu- too much about outside factors and, uh, and so on. Yeah, because there's also a bit of a fine line between pushing yourself without pushing the car too much, too hard. You know, for for your teammates, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. And no one needs to prove too much. Uh, it's just your job. Yeah. There are no mistakes, and because one mistake can be very costly, you know. So it's important to keep uh, keep going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then taking you back to F one, who's your toughest opponent, and why were they? The, why were they the toughest opponent for you? Well, if you take uh, everyone in general, mm-hmm. I think everyone is tough there. I mean, everyone is very high level. Everyone's very, very like uh, strong. Mm-hmm. Everyone's racing hard. Um, like there was everyone, Kimi, Alonso. I raced uh, all these guys wheel to wheel. Um, who else? Daniel, uh, Ricardo. Well, I've been racing with everyone. Yeah. Against everyone there. And everyone is very particular. Everyone's very, very... They have all their own strong qualities. Yeah. I would say toughest. I don't know. 
terms of teammates. Um, I don't know, Daniel Ricciardo at the time was like a big superstar. Mm-hmm. And when I came into team, he just beat Vettel. And yeah. uh, so there was a lot of hype around him and the yeah. team and everywhere. So everyone was like, yeah, he's the man to beat now. He's probably the best driver on the grid right now. That's what they told, were telling me. So for yeah. me, it was a huge... Uh, now it's different, of course. But then back then, he was like, yeah, the top notch. Mm. And now, yeah. So for me, it was a big year, 2015, when I just got into Red Bull. Yeah. yeah. What do you think separates a great F1 driver from like an average one? A car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in many cases. Yeah, in many true. cases. Yeah. Because I think there are at least... Uh, 12 to 15 guys who could be definitely race winners, mm. maybe 10 world champions, yeah. and the car makes a big difference still. So it's it's true, and that's the way it is. Um, but uh, I think a lot of uh, a lot of strong guys, a lot of strong uh, personalities, and everyone is quite different. Mm. But uh, everyone is um, you know able to to be winning, um, maybe except like couple of guys, but let's not go there. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want names, don't yeah. we? Yeah. Or do we? Do we? Yeah. Yeah. Do, but let's not. <laughs> and then when, when it comes to great F1 drivers, I think right now over the last two years, and especially this year at the start of the F1 season, everyone's talking about Max, right? And how great he is. And I think when you go back, what's really cool is you were really there before even Max came into F1, and obviously when he came into F1. Was there a feeling generally among drivers that like, this guy's going to be really good? Like, did you think that coming in? Well, I mean, everyone, you know, everyone Red Bull brings is the next big star. Mm-hmm. It's always been the case. So for me, at the time, we were supposed to be teammates, I think. So mm-hmm. for me, he was just next guy I had to beat. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's all. And uh, there was already a bit of rivalry in the end. But then I got promotion to Red Bull Racing. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, that didn't happen. But um, mm-hmm. it would be interesting. Of course, you have to give him credit. He's been doing an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Um very strong, will-to-will also very strong, probably mm-hmm. the strongest in will-to-will. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, yeah, I think uh, everyone's beatable for sure for in sure. certain conditions and the team is giving him uh, everything he needs, and everything then, he wants. And then speaking about the team, like, do you think Red Bull is going to continue to be dominant until 2026? Like, It's pretty incredible you know, the type of pace they have even in this year's car right now. Yeah, but now people understood that the only way to beat them is to copy their car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, it's as simple as that. And uh, yeah, I mean, mm, yeah, I think they definitely this year, mm-hmm. maybe next year, finally, people will uh, catch up. Mm-hmm. But this year still looks way ahead of everyone. Um, mm. Maybe towards the end of the year with the development, um, people will be able to get closer. Mm-hmm. But I still think, yeah, they are obviously dominating. Also, Honda yep. engine has been great. And um, yeah, they have everything they need. Everything they need. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Shifting gears a little bit to NASCAR. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which is, as you said, one of your favorite moments so far within the motorsport world. What have you noticed? Uh, also, NASCAR is incredibly popular in the States. What have you noticed to be the main cultural differences uh, between NASCAR and every other motorsport you've been a part of? Uh, I think NASCAR has a cool atmosphere around it. Like it's legendary racing, uh, different, very different. Like it's very hard to describe with words. It's just different atmosphere when you go there. Uh, Loud cars, uh, the drivers. It's very uh, quite, uh, it's a national category still. Mm. So obviously it's American. Yeah, Yeah, it's American. So uh, it makes difference, of course. But uh, like I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think marketing-wise, maybe they have to improve now uh, because F1 has been uh, yeah. getting a huge uh, step. But I think they have potential. And now some uh, XF1 guys are coming more and more back. Yeah, need to use this opportunity. And uh, and uh, yeah, I think it's cool. Like Kimi Jensen Button, I think as well yeah. Yeah. is coming. So. Yeah. Um, so it's um it's a right path they chosen uh, maybe but um yeah I would um, yeah if I had time probably would do more, do more but uh, at the moment like I want to focus a bit on endurance but in the future yeah I would uh, give it a try. What about Indy actually? Yeah. Like we were at the Indy race recently. Like we loved Indy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's a beautiful atmosphere like you said. Fans were obsessed about it. The cars go really fast. Would you ever consider getting into an Indy car? Yeah, why not? I still didn't have a chance to try. Even. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, maybe one day I'll try. See, it's a single seater, so it shouldn't be it should be easier for me to get into it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, why not? I think mm-hmm. the ovals is still a thing that um, 
I didn't have a lot of experience with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, I need to try first to understand what, how it feels, what it is like, what that world is. I didn't have a feeling for that NASCAR. Mm -hmm. Maybe, yeah, I definitely had a taste of it. So I would say yes, I would definitely one day. Uh, and the guys are racing, they're up to 45 years old. Mm. So still have time. So I will, I will explore this in the future. Mm. Speaking of the future, what are the plans for you? Well, in the motorsport world? Well, at the moment, just uh, keep racing as uh, as much as I can. Um, just I just started my yeah. new like kind of uh, chapter uh, with uh, with uh, endurance racing, so I want to give my best to it. Um, if there will be more opportunities in the future, we will see. Uh, I need to keep working. Need to understand uh, what's uh, the what's the feeling around it. Uh, what are the opportunities? Um, where? with who but right now I just done one race in endurance so, <laughs> so I'll um, stay tuned yeah 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 we'll do this few more races and then exactly. we'll see yeah but uh, but yeah the future as long as we keep doing this kind of races this job I think there will always be opportunities yeah and what's the team goal for you guys mm. for this for this season well obviously you know wherever I go I bring uh, we need to win the yep. championship we are in spirit this is my kind of uh, attitude I don't uh not interested about anything else yeah. and uh, everyone needs to keep up with that so it's uh, it's important that we we work uh, towards the same goal and we'll do our best of course amazing and to, to wrap up here last question for Q1 is what's one piece of advice you would give a young driver that wants to enter the world of motorsports whether it's endurance F1 what's that one piece that you would give them just one is difficult yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um I don't know. It's not going to be as easy as you imagine, of course. Yeah. It's a lot of uh, work, a lot of dedication. And um, and yeah, but um, keep working. Understand if you have talent, enough talent to succeed, mm. uh, get, a, you know, get at the level to, to, to get paid for it. And then, you know, work hard and never look back. Love it. Incredible. Well put. Yeah. What do you guys think? Q1 rating? We're through. We're yeah. through. through. Are we yeah. through? Yeah. I, mean, green I think it's a green. 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 Solid, green. solid green. Okay. Not purple okay. yet. Green. Yeah. Green. Green. green sector. Green, green sector. Yeah. Okay. We'll see how, uh, yeah. how Daniil can do in Q2, guys. Stay tuned. Oh. Welcome back to the Track Limits podcast. We are here with Daniil Kvyat in Miami, and we're now getting into Q2. Congrats, Daniil. We made it. Yep. Oh, great, great lap. Great lap so far, <laughs> green, and we're going to see if you can try to get a purple here. Yeah. <laughs> First question to kind of understand a little bit more even about how you started. You know, you mentioned you you carded early on, like everybody else does when they when they go through the ranks. Was that something you always wanted to do? Like, how did you even fall in love with carding and racing in general when you were a kid? Well, you know, I always ask my father, like, to let me drive his car, mm -hmm. road car, and uh, and um, one day he got tired of it, and, and then... Uh, and then there was a karting track nearby my school, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we just uh, went there. And straight away, like, I was doing some uh, purple sectors. Yeah. <laughs> so, ah. And uh, yeah, it felt uh, like, and I really loved it. You know, the feeling like for me, I was doing a lot of different sports, like um, like hockey, mm -hmm. uh, football. But then that one was very uh, outstanding feeling. So and then we tried more and more. And uh, I kind of, yeah, and then one guy there saw me. Yeah. Uh, it was my first coach, uh, Pavel. And then uh, he said, oh, you look really good. So we should try the professional one. We have a professional team. Wow. So try the professional team. And um, and also there it went well. Mm -hmm. So kept doing more and more. And then uh, first, uh, first, uh, first race uh, came and uh, I won. Yep. So it was pretty good straight away. And then... Uh, then uh, moved to Italy to do more karting uh, when I was 11 years old. Wow. So it was, uh, yeah, it was very, like in Italy, you can race every week, like all the time. <laughs> oh, Weather yeah. is great. In the winter, it's raining. So you get to learn how to race under the rain. So it's yep. a lot of great opportunities. So we, I went there. wasn't easy uh, to change, you know, at this early age, the country. Uh, but it was, uh, it was worth it in the end. Mm. And did you consider any other occupation growing up? Like, were you like, oh, maybe I'll be a driver and then maybe I'll also be an astronaut or like <laughs> maybe an architect, you know, no, like, no, just racing. No, when I was nine years old, yeah. like, uh, I was, uh, like F1 was the only thing I, I wow. thought about mm -hmm. and, uh, straight away. Yeah. Uh, there was my, sometimes at 10 years old, I think, uh, had a little incident and, mm -hmm. uh, and then I was a little bit like, uh, maybe scared, uh, and then, uh, 
but then I pushed through it and it was all mm. all good. Yeah, yeah. My father said like, no, you can't do that now. Yeah, yeah, now yeah, you yeah. chose and uh, yeah. And I said okay, I think it makes sense. And, and then uh, when you were going through karting, going through you know GT three and and which is now Formula three, three, which yeah. is kind of crazy. Um, what was the biggest obstacle to get to F one? Like, what was like one of the biggest things that you had to overcome to try uh, to get to F one? Dr. Marco. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, I mean the um, yeah, Helmut, of course. Yeah, that yeah. uh, was yeah. very important part of my career. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, it's it was a lot of things coming together. Mm-hmm. You know, good karting career is important. Then signing with Red Bull Junior mm-hmm. and uh, convincing them that you're worth it, that mm-hmm. you're good enough. And delivering, and the imp- important thing is to deliver in the right moment in junior mm. categories. Also, you can win; it can he can say a very good job. But now it's no place in F1, mm. and I won uh, GP3 Formula Three uh, okay. um, in the right moment. Yeah. So that was when the pressure was high. That was when, at the time, like me and Carlos, we've been told, okay. Uh, Formula One seat is in the game, mm-hmm. and who wins gets it. Oh. So, uh, like it was like that. So it was clear, and uh, like at that time, of course, like it went perfect for me. And Carlos came one year later. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was big pressure because you never know when the next opportunity is gonna come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of obstacles always. Uh, but it's important to keep delivering, and mm-hmm. if you believe in yourself, if you keep doing a strong job, winning races. Uh, uh, the top people will always be like uh, happy and they will be like, okay, we give this guy an opportunity. Yeah. Mm. And in terms of the Red Bull advisor, uh, as you said, Dr. Marco, what what was that relationship for you? It was, you know, of course, he's a big boss. Yeah, He can be tough. I appreciate always his honesty. Uh, sometimes, of course, uh, felt, uh, you know, a bit betrayed by him. Uh, but uh, you know that's uh, that's life. It yeah. happens. Uh, but uh, uh, also gave a lot, take away a lot. Uh, it's normal, and uh, and uh, at the end, it's just uh, it, it's also business, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, relationship is uh, is good uh, still to yeah. this day, and uh, no big uh, no big issues. Yeah. Does he still call you? Does he still watch your races and call you and say, "Hey, you did a bad job"? Or <laughs> no. <laughs> going no. Or? <laughs> Oh, oh, that, that, that is enough. Uh, <laughs> only, only if he pays me, he can yeah, do he that. Can do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. But as yeah. as you mentioned in Q1, you moved from Toro Rosso to Red Bull. Mm-hmm. What was that transition like for you? From Toro Rosso to Red Bull, um, not easy. Of course, it's still it's a difference. Uh, F1 team, uh, the top and the mid midfield yeah. is different um, mentality. Also, very difficult times for the team. Everyone was very stressed. Everyone was. Uh, Extremely, it's the opposite of now. How now they have dominant car at the time. It was one of their worst car. Uh, Christian wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. Helmut weren't wasn't happy. So there was big, uh, dif- difficult times at Red Bull at the time. So basically, <clears throat> helped them to get through their shittiest times. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, uh, and then they get rid of you. You know. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, but uh, whatever. You know, it was still a great uh, chapter. Yeah. Because I saw how a top team works, the pressure is different. The uh, everything at stake is different, and the politics also very strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, you know, uh, transition was good because in the end, my, it was one of my strongest years. I think that year, if a car had been good, I was ready to fight for a world championship because I was very young, hungry. I still am. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. But that level, that year was probably the year when, uh, when. Uh, would be the year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, in talks with uh, Ricky, as you mentioned earlier, what was that first impression that you had was as he entered, you know, he was the showboat, he was a star, but what was uh, R- Ricardo. Ah, Ricardo. Yeah, Ricardo. First impressions. <laughs> Ricky, you know, he's like, me and Ricky. Yeah. Impression of him. I was, uh, he was the man at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, very funny personality, mm-hmm. so very uh, attractive for media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, a bit too much for me, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, we got along uh, well. But there was a lot of rivalry between us, of course. Um, uh, in the beginning, uh, was like he was taking things easy. Then when he saw that okay, I have a uh, pace, uh, then started also to 
stay in motorhome until midnight like me and uh, <laughs> we were both there sitting engineers were gone already remember and we were still there mm-hmm. studying the data seeing who will go home wow. later <laughs> uh, but uh, no I rate him very good I think those cars they suited him perfectly also at the time had good understanding of tires those tires were a bit different they were very fragile and uh, yeah he's been uh, he's been very strong rival I think uh, pushing uh, me to the limit an impression yeah a lot of jokes yeah. sometimes when but sometimes when we traveled like in the car for a long time yeah. it was uh, oh man too much <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no but he's a he's a nice nice guy oh, speaking of teammates then who has been your favorite teammate mm. carlos signs gasly I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Call him out. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I, um, I don't know. Maybe Albon uh, was the most like easygoing guy. A very, you know, easygoing personality. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a st- strong driver for sure, but also easygoing personality. Mm. Maybe, maybe he's a bit less uh, so easygoing now because maybe it was too much at the time. Yeah. And in F1, you have to be a bit, uh, a bit, a bit cocky, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, maybe I say him. I don't really. <laughs> it doesn't really matter at yeah, this yeah, point. Yeah. <laughs> and then in the Hungarian Grand Prix 2015 is when you scored your first podium. You know, do you remember that moment? That must have been a pretty great milestone to be able to get that. Um, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. When you first time fight for your first podium in the fun, like you have a little bit of this uh, feeling like you didn't wanna mess it up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, last few laps they were a bit uh, yeah. nerve-wracking. Nervous, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but now it would be different. I think uh, now I would push to try and get better because I had better mm-hmm. tires and uh, yep. and so on and so on. And uh, the race in general was difficult. Right. It was very a lot of safety cars, a lot of um, had a flat spot in the beginning of the race. So my strategy was was bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, well, always a cool moment. No, first Incredible. a fun podium. Incredible. Yeah. And then I think a year later in 2016, mm-hmm. obviously Chinese Grand Prix, you know. Seb nicknames you the torpedo. When he said that, I mean, what, what did you think of that? Like, what did you think about that nickname when it started to spread around the paddock and all that? At that time, I didn't think much of it, to be honest, yeah. because um, it didn't mean much to yeah. me. Of course, the people, they are very easy to pick up yeah. uh, things, and then suddenly, yeah. suddenly they have this. Uh, but um, at that time, it didn't really mean anything. We had a discussion, I think, in the podium room, and... Um, yeah. And that's it, you know, it's, um, that's how it went. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and then what would you give a nickname to Vettel? Like if you had to now give him a, a nickname and call know. him something back, what would you call him? Bad? No, I don't. No, 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 no. no. call him something back. Back. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, or bad. But yeah. Yeah. No. I don't know. No, a professional screamer or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> he likes to scream a lot on the radio, I think. Really? <laughs> yeah, He's things, more calmer yeah, now, now yeah. as he... Yeah, of course he's calmer, but when yeah. things were high at stake, he oh, was yeah. screaming a lot on oh, the radio all the time. So, <laughs> right, <laughs> Nate, <laughs> that's so interesting. Earlier, you were talking about work, balancing your work and personal life. Um, how, do, does your daughter know what you do currently? Does she want to follow in your footsteps or maybe be a race car driver? Uh, yeah, yeah, she knows. Of course, when she's at mine, I haven't been racing for the last like two and a half years yeah. or anything. So, mm. uh, she went to my boxing gym with me quite a lot of oh. times. <laughs> so she thinks I'm a boxer. <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, she wants to be a boxer. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> but um, and yeah, well, uh, now that I start uh, racing again, maybe some race nearby. Yeah, we will uh, we'll take her there as well with me. But uh, at the moment. Uh, the moment I we are boxing, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's cool. It's good. Um, and then, did you have a mentor coming up within uh, F one? Mentor? No, not really. Mm. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of people who influence you. Yeah. Uh, you need to stay true to yourself. But uh, yeah, there are people around you, like uh, like Helmut, yeah. like um, your team boss. You need to communicate. Um, discuss what can go better, seek advice from uh, people, learn from your, you know, if your teammate is doing something better, try to try to pick it and uh, bring it to your pocket. Mm. I think that's uh, that's how the main, uh, that's how it works. Um, I didn't really have uh, anyone, uh, like, really, I had, uh, like, a driving coach uh, first few month of my uh, career um, in formula when yeah. I went from karting to formula Enrico Toccacello 
like who still helps me to this day sometimes. Uh, and um, and uh, he helped, but then Helmut called and said, you cannot have a driver coach. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> he said, you have to figure out everything out on yourself. Wow. How come? And I don't know. And then Carlos had a coach, huh. a driver oh. coach. And I said, but why Carlos has? Yeah. Ah, Carlos is Carlos, you know, the, they have more like uh, like uh, influence there. They want oh. to, and then they keep it. I was like, yeah, but it's not, not fair. Because yeah. yeah, it would make you stronger. So these kind of things, uh, but in the end, in the end, I think uh, yeah, I managed to figure it out. It's true. Like he mm -hmm. likes to throw you in the deep ocean and uh, make you work hard. So of course, uh, it's also not not a bad approach. But it's either works or or you're gone. <laughs> yeah, you're either resilient or you're drowning. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Do you uh, currently mentor anyone that's kind of coming up in the mm. sport? I, I, do I mentor? Yeah. Is there anyone that? Give advice. I don't know. Well, we have like now teammate sport in, yeah. in WEC. And yeah. uh, like if we need to share something between teammates, we always kind of kind of share. You yeah. know, endurance racing is a bit more, less rivalry between teammates, collaborative. Uh, more collaboration because you want him to succeed and you want him to, to also like... Uh, like he needs to bring it home, you yeah. know, for you yeah. in a good, uh, good position. Yeah. So, so yeah, there is, uh, there is um, Mirko and Dorian. Uh, they are both. Uh, Mirko is very experienced, but uh, still, sometimes if we see something, we communicate. And same with Dorian; she's young, yeah. mm -hmm. and we also try to give her some good advice. Mm. Yeah. And in 2017, Red Bull, that was your last season. What, what was that year for you? And what was your objective as you were, you know, leaving Red Bull? Were you still wanting to find another team, or did you just wanted to take a break? 2017, my first, my first uh, Red Bull stint at the yeah. end, because yeah. <laughs> then 2019 again they they realized the mistake yep. and they called me back. back. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but uh, no, I think I, um, the truth is after 2016, I didn't really want to be there. Mm -hmm. I had zero motivation. I didn't want to be there. I didn't like working for them. Mm. And uh, every time I, I woke up, I was like, I have to go to drive the car again with them. Yeah. Mm. So it wasn't uh, very enjoyable at yeah. the time. So 2017, it was a difficult year because. I had uh, zero motivation and Carlos was extremely motivated. And mm -hmm. then if you go with this mentality against a motivated Carlos, is there's no point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. So for me, it was like, uh, like I wish I had a chance with someone else in F1 also. Mm -hmm. Like Red Bull uh, gave me a lot, but since, uh, since we had our issues, it was uh, very difficult and I didn't have a lot of motivation to, 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 to be there. Mm -hmm. But then the year off uh, gave me, helped me to gain new perspective. Yeah. Um, I worked for Ferrari mm -hmm. uh, as a third driver and a development driver. Also like testing Ferrari in Fiorano was a very cool moment. Yeah. Like it was like very unique, you know, piece of history. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a very cool moment. Um, and um, and yeah, they rated me very high. Yeah. I helped develop the car, and uh, then uh, then Red Bull, uh, you know, gave, oh, had yeah. another stint. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but similar. I was kind of hoping to get a chance with someone else. Mm -hmm. But sometimes people they lack a bit of belief, mm -hmm. and um, and then but uh, but then Helmut gave me gave me another couple of good years in yep. F1. And, um, yeah, and it was uh, still enjoyable. A yep. few satisfactions, few good races, and um, yeah. Yeah, and your personal situation, you know, might have been a bit different, but it felt like from the outside looking in, you know, Pierre Gasly, Alex Albon, it seems like Red Bull has done that on their main team a few times where they've been very cutthroat from the outside. Like they haven't really given maybe the full chance to some of their younger drivers to really prove themselves. Do you feel like you were given that fair chance to like prove yourself in 2016, you know, and, and really showcase kind of who you were? Yeah, mine is a bit different. I was performing really well, I yeah. think. And I just scored another podium for the team. Uh, yeah. It was different. And then at the time, I uh, had also, you know, proposal to race for Ferrari to replace uh, Kimi at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was uh, not many people know about it, but that was what was going on behind the curtain. Mm -hmm. So it was a very difficult situation also for me mentally to to go back from, you know, being wanted by Ferrari and yeah. uh, having seen the contract. Yeah in front of you and then you go back to Toro Rosso suddenly you know and then you're like you know it's not it's not a very it's not going very well mm. suddenly mm. but um yeah i think with the young guys i don't know what happened albon was a bit early yes mm -hmm. rookie during rookie year you take him and you put them put him there mm -hmm. and you just um it was too much for him yes mm. 
And then, you know, I know there's that interview also you gave where you were like, I hope I get to keep my points, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that was a reference to just how well you were doing that season, right? Like, I think when Max had joined, I think there was an interview you gave for the press conference where you were like, yeah, you know, he has a seat, but I, I get to keep the points, hopefully, you know, and yeah, yeah, it was you know, uh, not great times. Yeah. Like, uh, like, um, yeah. Of course, I told you, I felt really betrayed at that moment. Yeah. Right. Uh, it was right. a stab, a stab in the back, mm-hmm. and um, that's uh, that's life. You get stabbed in the back sometimes. You know, right. it's normal. But uh, there was no point. Uh, you know, now it's the past. I had yeah. another good run. Yeah. Uh, I have another good uh, now career in racing. Yeah. yeah. So part of me, of course, is very thankful to Red Bull. Yeah. Part of me is. Uh, is still uh, very unhappy with them. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's normal. So, um, so yeah, I think that's uh, that's the best way to to describe it. Yeah. I'm curious, how do you mentally bounce back when you go through some tough, really tough, challenging moments like this, whether it be previously or currently, even within Prima? Like how, what what do you do to get your mind? What do you mean, like 2016 or stuff like that? This is so far in the past. No, 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 <laughs> yeah. no. Just even if if you have like a bad race outcome. Just generally. Just yeah. generally. What do you... Yeah, well, with the time, like now I learned a lot better how to deal with it. Yeah. Mm. The, back uh, in the day, it was a bit um, harder to, to deal with those things. And sometimes you have a bad race and you're like, you wake up on Monday and you like want to get out of bed. You, know? <laughs> you just stare in the ceiling <laughs> yeah. for half an hour, then you get out of bed and, <laughs> yeah. and then you have to cook a breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, why? simple tasks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and then... Um, so yeah, it was like that. Now it's different. You need to be fast. It's actually very important part uh, of a racing driver, and I think athlete in general, yeah. how to deal with a bad day, yeah. like how to overcome it, and how fast you can bounce back. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's very important. Yeah, because good day, it's uh, simple. It's uh, nice. You enjoy it, and uh, still need to learn from a good day as well why it happened. But uh, after a bad day, you need to be fast to to turn on the page. Mm-hmm. Speaking of good days, mm. your time within NASCAR, what do they need to do to kind of get as popular as Formula One did within uh, ma- mainstream media, like more outside of the U.S.? Mm. Well, it is a USA category yeah. series now, so it's not um, not simple. Maybe maybe TV series. Like a drive to survive. Sim- similar, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be cool, eh? Like a NASCAR version of that. There's a lot of drama there. I mean, yeah. the yeah. top guys, they 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 fight a lot. There's mm-hmm. a lot of words being said, and I'm surprised um, they don't use it to their advantage, you know. Mm-hmm. Also, also, like when I came there, they didn't really use it enough mm-hmm. to their advantage. Like I feel like their marketing strategy needs to be a bit reviewed and needs, to, needs a bit of a little revolution there, you know. Mm-hmm. Because within USA it was always strong, yeah. but now F1 is a lot in USA as well. Three races, a racing driver, American team. So you know you need to step up your game. I think NASCAR is really cool. Just needs a bit more marketing vision. Mm. And then final question in Q2: What's something that most people don't know about you that you think would surprise them? What's the one thing? I know this is a <laughs> tough question, but. Tell the world. Could be a purple sector here if you answer this. (laughs) Depending on your answer. Uh (laughs) I, uh, what was it? Okay, well, maybe I, I failed my parallel parking test in uh, in my driving license (laughs) test. (laughs) How many times? Once? Once. 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 I I failed like three times. (laughs) So you see, it's not the only one. To be honest, they did it with pylons as well. Um, It wasn't real cars. I, I hit the pylon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Automatic fail. When so you hit she it. and it was at the beginning of the test. We went through the entire thirty-minute test, and yeah. then she failed me. Really? I said, "Why don't you just fail me at the beginning?" Yeah. <laughs> oh God! Already in the beginning. Yeah. Oh no! Mine was like uh, uh, was it was in Rome uh, yeah. in Italy. Um, I I was eighteen, and uh, and all my classmates already. I had no time to do it, and all my classmates they had a driving license, yeah. and they were laughing at me. They're like, "You're a racing driver, and you don't have a driving license." I was like, and I was depressed. Oh, oh no. no! And I was like, "Okay, now I go." And uh, theory first time failed. Oh my gosh! Didn't study much. Oh, okay. to be yeah. fair. Right. No one does. Then studied a lot, yeah. uh, like uh, for like a few days. I didn't even go to school. Wow. Uh, <laughs> 
okay, passed. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. and they're still laughing at me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I promise we're not laughing at you right now. No, 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 no we're laughing at him, I don't no. have my license. Yeah, 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 it's no. okay. Well, I you don't, you're not the racist. Four times. <laughs> really? Four times. Four times. Failed the written test. I'm not. I'm not so bad then. Exactly. You laugh at him. Don't worry. And then I was doing. It was Rome. It was raining. The roads are not great there. Right. The lines are not painted well. I have too oh. many excuses now. No, <laughs> oh, well. He's setting the scene. Yes. <laughs> and then it's know. just raining and the sun came out. Oh, yeah, so yeah. a reflection. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, then one line crossed, yeah, not yeah. good. Yeah. Mm. Oh. He goes, mm. <laughs> and I'm like, no. okay, <laughs> pressure, you know. Yeah. Okay, now few more, uh, few more tests, all okay. Right. And then parallel parking, final test. Yeah. I go in, I go in, and, and no, no, no. And sorry, I move forward a bit yeah. again. He goes, mm. Mm. <laughs> again. <laughs> I'm like, oh god. And then second time, okay, went in. Yeah. Then we stop, and he goes. Well, you know, I could fail you if I wanted. Oh. And I go, but please, like, I'm racing driver. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> don't and he care. failed you? No. He said, okay, here you go. Like, oh, wow. you just go. Oh wow. Then I went oh to God. school and I said, here. <laughs> here you go. I got it all. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Well, that wraps up Q2. That, that, Kevin. that answer was a purple sector. Purple sector. Yeah. Yeah. That was a purple sector. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Good. We have a potential poll here. Yep. If Q3 goes well, we'll see how that goes. Let's but what am I driving? A Red Bull? <laughs> <laughs> the 2023 Mark, version. Mark was <laughs> Q3 is coming up. Stay tuned for the rapid fire round. All right. Welcome back now to the Track Limits podcast presented by Formula Addict. We are getting into Q3 with Daniil Kvyat. Daniil so far has a green sector, a purple sector, and a potential chance for pole position here. Going not so bad. Not but, so uh, let's see how the tires handle now. Yeah. The last sector, <laughs> <Yeah>. last one. <laughs> and if you also don't exceed track limits, but is there a wall on this track? Oh, yeah. I mean, we are the wall. We are we the are wall. Track track limits. And you're li leaving the limits to us. Yes. Okay, okay. So we're gonna ask you a bunch of questions. Let's see how rapid and fire your answers can be. Ah, oh, this is the rapid one. Oh. Yep. yep. <laughs> there are Here walls. We <laughs> Here we go. First question: What is your favorite track to race on, and why? Ah. <sighs> Spa, because I don't know. It's a cliche answer, but I don't know because it has a bit of everything. Mm -hmm. Every track. I was gonna say Monaco, but it's a bit too particular. It's cool. I think in F1 it's balance, mm -hmm. but Spa it has long straights, so great opportunity for for overtaking and uh, weather unpredictable. Yep. And the fast speed corners flowing yeah. like yeah. I like it, and yeah, probably that's very cliche, I know, but nope. that's the way no. it is. That's My one of our, yeah, yeah, it's our yeah, literally love yeah. driving that on the sim. Yeah. Oh, racing in oh. Uh, racing in oh yeah, racing in the rain or dry conditions. Mm -hmm. Well, again, if you give me one option, I say dry because mm -hmm. rain is. It comes sometimes, it's particular, it's enjoyable, but always in rain, you want to feel the grip sometimes and yeah. enjoy yeah. it's enjoying. But mm. but rain, uh, it's it, when it comes, you need to be on it. Yep. But if you have to choose one, again, you don't give me options, I say dry. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Overtaking or defending your position? Overtaking. <laughs> <laughs> defending is like, it means that you weren't very fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. And then for this, you're going to need your phone. So tell us, who was the last person you texted? So two, 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 two phones, so, one, for, two one for friends and one for enemies. Enemy, oh, enemies, enemies, enemies. Who no. was the last enemy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My enemies are after yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> last person I text. Yep. I text uh, Daniel Medvedev. Oh, no way. Yeah, he's a tennis player. Yeah, great tennis yeah. player. Yeah, he just was in the final yeah. yesterday. Yeah. No, because he's coming to Miami. Maybe tomorrow we have lunch together. Oh, Incredible. So, uh, so yeah. I but, saw his uh, post-game interview. He was like, I'd like to thank the court. Yeah. Because yeah. he's like, this court has been very unlucky for me before. <laughs> but yeah, he had a great performance. <laughs> he did. I'm about to, for the audio listeners, I'm about to show you a photo. Uh, this is a photo of you and Christian Horner uh, wrestling. <laughs> Who won this? Arm wrestling. Arm wrestling. Uh, well, we just did it for the picture. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Now I think I would win. <laughs> we can go for for a light sparring with him and yeah. boxing if he wants. Oh, yeah. Oh, I would pay to watch that. Exactly. <laughs> Christian Horner, you've been no, called no. out. <laughs> On wait. <his> own. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. A enemy phone. Yeah. <laughs> Christian He's Horner. Ringing. Right now. Daniel, I heard you've been talking shit about me. <laughs> you could just work it out in the, in the ring. Yeah, the ring. Uh, <laughs> I love that. 
Which driver would you trust to drive you around the track blindfolded? Mm. No one. No, <laughs> no way. Would you trust yourself? No, I don't. Uh, I don't. Uh, I just recently did uh, like a track, uh, you know, inspection yeah, with uh, like uh, some other driver, uh, and uh, I was like, it was a bad idea. Never mm. again with anyone else. Like yeah. I don't. I just don't like the feeling, <laughs> uh, and it's not for me. <laughs> not for Fair me. Fair enough. Who is the greatest driver of all time in your opinion? For me, growing up uh, was always Michael Schumacher. So mm -hmm. stick to my answer, like my childhood uh, hero. Yes, let's put it this way. Yeah. Yep. Most underrated driver on the grid right now, mm. in your opinion? Right now, underrated, underrated. I don't know. I don't know. Many, some of them I already didn't race against. Mm -hmm. But I'll say. Maybe Alex Albon is getting back at it again, yep. so maybe him, his car is probably not the best at the moment. But um, I think I, I think he's been good. I think with a good chance, maybe he could uh, have a better, better you know, career. Yeah. So okay. I would say probably him. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. Everyone else probably is judged in a fair way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's true. Cool. What's your favorite or guilty pleasure TV show? Guilty. Kardashian. <laughs> no, yeah, that's what you expect me to say. Uh, Friends. I watched Friends. Hey. Oh. Do you rewatch it? All the I rewatched it once. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, in the lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. What car do you drive daily? Uh, have a daily. Uh, have a um, uh, Golf R. Nice. Golf R. Yeah. Cool. That's my daily car. Daily car. Nice. This is a yes or no. Do you Google yourself? How often? Yeah, <laughs> ah, that was a follow-up. Yeah, yeah, like what was yeah, the most recent? Yes, I did. Especially sometimes you need a picture yeah. for something, and oh, you Google yourself, yeah, yeah. and you, then you you find uh, all the kind of uh, pictures you need, like from 2010, 2011, like yeah. this kind of stuff. So oh. that's uh, that's a good thing about like yep. being a bit more on the public eye. Yep. <laughs> yeah, of course. Love it. What's the most overasked question you get? Oh, Danny, how was your race? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we did not ask that. Yeah, we did not ask that. Yeah, yeah, we already all... knew how your race was. Yeah. So you are doing well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Before you asked me how was the race. I did ask you yeah. how the race was. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I know. I, 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 you thought it was polite, but all right, fair. <laughs> um, what piece of F1 memorabilia would you like to own or do you currently own? Like a piece of F1 memorabilia. Only some of my helmets. Mm. Yes. Um, then... A steering wheel I have. My steering wheel, yeah, from Toro Rosso, yeah, 2014. Yeah. Uh, Alfa Tauri, 2020. Yeah. And those are cool. And what I would like to own, I don't know, if I had to choose one, maybe a car. Yeah. You know, my car or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Put that know. on, like, the, the dining room, above the dining room or something? Maybe. Or yeah. just keep it in the, like, garage. Garage. Yeah. Yeah. Just simple. That's you know? normal. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. like a chandelier. Yeah, it's just simple, okay. Uh, maybe, I don't know, my... My, I don't know, my 20, 2015 Red Bull car or oh, something. Yeah. Yeah. Christian. Yeah. <laughs> I take it back. I don't want the arm wrestle. I just want the car. <laughs> oh my God. We're going to embarrass you again here. Most embarrassing moment you had at a Grand Prix weekend. Mm. Oh God. <sighs> I don't know. There's been plenty. Eh? So when I think it sounds I, like a, there's a few. I think, yeah. No, I just think it's, I have like, I try to erase those moments yeah, from your memory, right? bringing them back. <laughs> I don't know what was embarrassing. Um, I don't know what comes on my mind first. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Did I? I don't know. No, let's let's put it this way. Okay. Now we live in the times where we just keep it like yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we keep it outside. Okay, okay. <laughs> Perfect. He pleads the fifth. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Our Please. first one. Yeah, yeah. The fifth. I love it. Wow. <laughs> if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Mm. Uh, teleportation, maybe. I feel like that's the most common that we've heard amongst yep. 
Especially yeah. the, drivers. Drivers. the dri- drivers that travel a lot. Flying is so boring yes. after a while. You know, you can you read the book, and me usually when I read the book after 30, 40 minutes, I want to have a nap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I like reading, but yeah. like, and then movies. Like, I'm not a big fan of watching all the movies. Whatever yeah. it is, I like a significant movie. Yes, yeah. right. And uh, you know, on a plane, sometimes um, you know you can kill a couple of hours, three hours. And then on a 10-hour flight, what do you do? Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, just uh, listen to music, uh, watch another movie. And you yeah. think, why did you even watch that movie? Like, yeah. what, what did it teach me? What did this movie teach me? Yeah. Like about superheroes. Like, what did this movie teach me? Exactly. And you really hate flying. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What a celebrity, name one celebrity that you would want to play you in a movie. Play me in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Hey, I love it. Oh, that's amazing. This is the season has already started, but yeah. give us your predictions for the upcoming or this season, both constructors and drivers. It's gonna be boring season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just get Hot ready. Yeah. Get ready. <laughs> but next one maybe will be interesting. Yeah. yeah. When uh when Mercedes and uh, Ferrari will uh step up the game, understand yeah. uh, what pieces to to copy, mm-hmm. uh, then uh, <laughs> it will be probably more interesting. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Okay, last question of Q3. You're writing an autobiography on your life. Which of these titles resonate best with you? The Daredevil, the Dreamcatcher, the Free Spirit, the Hardest Worker, or the Torpedo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Depends if it's a comical one or yeah, yeah. it's a horror story <laughs> or what, what I don't know. Like... Um, I don't know. Um, I think it's hard to pick one because they were like some of them, uh, except last one, maybe yeah. can relate uh, <laughs> to, to you uh, because you've done it all. Yeah. Uh, you have to be a bit of everything yeah. in order mm-hmm. to succeed. You know, you can't just be one thing. You have to be fluid and you have to, to be able to adapt. I love that. You're actually the first person, I think, to say you're going to pick all the titles. Exactly. Put them in yeah. one. I love that. Everything. Okay. Well, see, purple second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, we don't know yet. Eddie, Kevin, <laughs> should we? I think it's Paul. Yeah. yeah, I think that's Paul. It's Paul. That's Paul. Yeah. That there we go. Our first Paul. Awesome. Good Let's job. go. <laughs> the final question we do actually ask, just to end the interview off. You know, at the very beginning, you told us a bit about your career in thirty seconds. You know, tell us what do you want to be remembered at? You know, when it's all said and done, you hang it up, you retire. How do you want to be remembered? A legend. A legend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, I don't know. To be honest, now probably in the past yes, but now I just uh, I just like doing my job. I enjoy it. I enjoy the the the, the racing. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a more uh, relaxed approach towards it, and it's uh, it's more enjoyable like that. So that's what I want to do. Then whatever people, if you try to influence people's opinion too much, yeah. then you will not be happy yep. in the end and you will not be who you are. So I just try to be, to be, to be who I am. That's fantastic advice. Yeah. Just, just our last answer is a poll. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on. I love well that. Said. Well, so thanks good. so much, Neil, for coming on. And I, I got to say, I think all of us were really excited about this Seriously. because you really do embody racing. Like the fact that you've done it, you know, across so many different categories and continue to do it now too. I think you, you clearly have a passion for this. Uh-huh. And as fans of racing, it's awesome to meet people like you who are just always motivated to get out on track and put on a show for people. So exactly. yeah. thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was uh, so much fun. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Thank you. Thank you of course. Well, guys, if you enjoyed that episode, make sure to follow Daniil on socials. Where can people follow you for your journey on, on Instagram, Twitter, Daniil Kvyat? Yeah, if you want to, please just go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> And we will catch you guys at the next episode. Make sure, again, if you enjoyed these ones, to leave a review. Make sure to follow us on social media. We're excited to get you the best interviews possible. And we'll see you guys at the next episode.